My name is Scott Chaloner and this is the Leaders' Council podcast for the people who run the country and the people who keep the country running. You join us on a very cold wintry day here in the capital, but I am delighted to say that joining us on today's show to hopefully add some real warmth and brightness to affairs is Leila Mirza, who is a holistic therapist who has worked with international clients and entrepreneurs to help them enrich their lives and grow their businesses. Uh, Leila, very warm welcome to yourself today, and by all means, thank you for joining us on the show. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. It's an immense pleasure having you with us, Layla. Um, now, just for those regular listeners tuning in that might not be familiar with yourself and your work, um, you are a holistic therapist with your own practice who also works for the child services set in Southampton. Um, so what is it exactly that sort of your therapeutic techniques involve, would you say? Well, I am, I'm, a, like you say, a holistic therapist, but I also have clinical background with working with people who had experienced some form of trauma in their early life Mm. that may have hidden the trauma or disregarded the trauma at some level. Um, I help entrepreneurs who are feeling stuck in their businesses or stuck in momentum to help them navigate through their own challenges where they are leading their life wholesome, not just on a, a personal experience or on a personal basis, but expanding them on a business level. Yeah, certainly makes sense uh, from my perspective. So that's incredibly interesting. And I can imagine that given that you worked with so many international entrepreneurs as well, including as far afield as um, Australia, that experience has probably sort of really helped you in your journey in growing as a therapist. And I can imagine that experience has proven incredibly invaluable for you. Yes, it has. Um, I work with people from all walks of life. So I work with people from all types of race, uh, you know, from all forms of every experience, basically, who's come to me from different parts of the world. So some of my clients are as far as Australia, Fiji, Europe, South Africa. So I have extensive training and knowledge to help people. What was it, would you say, that sort of made you think that going into holistic therapy was going to be sort of the way forward for you in the first place? I've always had an, I've always had a deep desire to help people, but not just to listen to people, but to help solve the problems that they feel is unsolvable. Also, to to show them perspective because when people are experiencing pain or trauma or feeling unsatisfied in life, it becomes like a tunnel and everything is enhanced because whatever you magnify enhances. So everything becomes enhanced. So my my gift or my service is to help people to see things from a different perspective where they are in control again. Yeah, I certainly understand um, how that works from that perspective. And I can imagine that coming away from some of your sort of therapy sessions, um, there's been quite some success in some of the people that you've worked with being able to kind of detangle their sort of pasts and really moving forward into a better, more prosperous future for their businesses. Is that certainly something you'd say that you've seen as well? 
Yes, yes. But people living in their in their fullest potential and in their fullest potential in business. It's absolutely amazing, isn't it? Just obviously what a little bit of sort of therapeutic work can really do for somebody who has that sort of big idea and maybe it's just needs that little bit of advice to kind of execute it and I suppose working with people who, yeah, working with so many people who've kind of had that big idea, it sort of brings me to um, another point, actually. Um, we have so many sort of young viewers on this uh, on this program who are of that entrepreneurial mindset, let's say, and do sort of have that big idea. And I know, of course, you're sort of not necessarily an entrepreneur business person yourself, but just based on your experience sort of working with such individuals, um, if you sort of had to give advice to somebody like that to really sort of open their eyes and embark on that road to success, obviously without giving too much away, um, what sort of advice would you give somebody to sort of help them on that road? To dream bigger than the box. To not just put yourself in a position where there is a limit. Because happiness is something that it doesn't stop. People often feel like if they have a car, they'll become happy. If they're in the business, they'll become happy. But happiness is is a source of energy that runs. And it's, it's a constant flow. Don't limit your dreams and don't limit your goals. Because the limitations you have, place in the narrative of the story that blocks you in your whole life. What I'm trying to say is, if you feel that you can't write the book or you can't become an author, so you best settle to, to read someone else's book, that's called playing small because somewhere you're running a narrative and that narrative controls your life. So when you dream, make sure that you dream unlimited. Make sure that you see yourself growing. So build a box big enough for you to expand your dreams, not small enough for you to limit your wings. Mm. Incredible advice. Very profound um, indeed. And I think we've had little alternative but to sort of push the boundaries, especially over the last couple of years when we've had to confront the challenge of the COVID-19 situation and how that has affected so, so many of us. We've all had to push the boundaries in being able to adapt to this. And Mm -hmm. in sort of your practice, uh, Layla, I'd be interested to understand actually just what sort of challenges it's thrown at you and how you've managed to sort of get around those. You know, this is is a really, really beautiful question. I'm truly grateful for this question because it allows me to reflect as well. And it's where we go into reflection is where we grow. COVID has probably been the worst thing for many people, painful for many people who's lost loved ones. With COVID, I decided I was not going to allow the pandemic to control my choices and my future. I'm going to see how this pandemic can work for me. I had two stores. I had a crystal shop, and I decided that we had to go and close. But I'm an I'm a healer. I'm a therapist. How could I make it work for me? And I went through a rebrand. I rebranded my business. I rebranded the way I work. And actually, COVID was the new making for me. So instead of saying why is this happening to us as a community, as a world. Let's rather say, how is it happening for us? 
where we can grow and use it to the advantage rather to the detriment of yourself. Because it's way I've gone through COVID, going through this pandemic, where I've actually grown bigger than what I could have ever become. Yeah, it's fantastic, isn't it? Just what that kind of period of self-reflection can really do for us when sort of everything kind of stopped in the early stages of the uh, the pandemic. And I think despite all the tragedy, Layla, I think you're very, very right in the sense that there are opportunities and there are real positives to come out of all of the, uh, the sadness, let's Absolutely. say. Absolutely. And a big example of that is the fact that I think especially we've become a lot more aware of our own mortality and our own mental health as well over the uh, the last couple of years. We're more willing to kind of share and show our vulnerability, be more authentic, be more transparent. And we can use this as a real watershed moment to move forward in a positive light, can't we? Exactly. Exactly. And it's all about your perspective, you know. It's all about the way you're reading 69 and then the way you are reading 96. Everything can either happen to you or everything could happen for you. Exactly right. And when we think about mental health especially, um, how important is it within leadership, do you feel, both in terms of not just safeguarding that of the people around you and looking out for them, but also your own as well, because as a leader, when you are sort of under such immense pressure and you're in that crisis survival mode, it can be easy to get drawn into looking after your business or organisation, looking after your colleagues, and you can sort of neglect to take that step back as and when you need to. So just how important is mental health safeguarding on both counts, in your opinion? Mental health? There's such a stigma around mental health. I'm I'm a therapist to healers. I'm a therapist to entrepreneurs. I'm a therapist to leaders. I'm a therapist to business owners. I'm a therapist to young children. And I feel like, you know, everyone needs to talk. And that's part of our mental health. Everyone needs to feel an emotion and needs to know that their emotions are valid. And everyone needs to have a coach. So I feel like don't be afraid to reach out. You know, um, there are places across the world, like in America, where every family has a therapist. Every family has a coach. Even a business needs a coach. So your, your health, your mental health, is as important as your physical health. The fear of holding on to silence can become detriment to your own health. So it's very important that we as a society should know that it's safe to reach out, that men have emotions and it's safe for them to reach out, that it's safe for women to reach out and families do. So it's very important always to hold space because your mental health, Mm. like I say, it's as important as your physical health. It is exactly right. And I think that we are starting to see signs that, you know, the the narrative is changing on mental health and people are sort of seeing it as more of a priority. I mean, we're seeing a lot more robust well-being policies being produced by businesses and organizations. And in what is quite a difficult environment for recruitment right now, with a great deal of labor shortages in a lot of sectors, a lot of prospective employees are going for job interviews and 
they're really talking up the importance of these well-being policies mm-hmm. and if business leaders are not sensitive to that and are not putting mental health and well-being at the forefront of their considerations and at the forefront of their company culture let's say they're not going to be able to tap into that resource of talent that's out there because it is something that's becoming far far more important to people yes absolutely you know i always tell my clients your mental health is an investment because you will pay the best dividends So invest in your mental health so you can become whole. And that's absolutely fine. It's incredible. I I love people who are are motivated. I love people who who are able to say, I have a realization. I need help. I just need to speak to somebody to help me. And that is amazing because people who can take responsibility for their mental health has the ability to show the dividends of how they invested in themselves. I think that's very true. I think that's very true indeed, because we've seen, haven't we, I guess, over the last couple of years again, that those businesses that have, you know, put well-being at the forefront of what they're doing and implemented a very positive culture around well-being, their workforces are the ones that have been more willing to go above and beyond during the course of covid and their business has maintained, you know, a great deal of success even during the challenge of the pandemic. As a result of that, people have brought out the best in themselves for them. And that's because they know that their leaders are looking out for them and their well-being. So it is in one's interest to prioritize aspects such as this. Oh, well done. Absolutely. That's, you couldn't have said that any better. So absolutely. And we've learned an awful lot about well-being over the year, the course of the pandemic for certain. And obviously for yourself, Layla, you've learned an awful lot about the way that your business operates and changed up a little bit around that sort of thing. And that's proven to be greatly successful for you. But are there any other sort of major things that you'd say that you have learned from the pandemic and that you'll be essentially taking forward into the future? You know, One thing that I have learned, or what I'll say, a little nugget of of wisdom or nugget of gold, it's that everybody becomes fixated on the journey. Everybody's fixated on, you know, um, I've got a destination, I've got a goal, I've got to to keep my business afloat. Um, Everybody always focuses on the end result or the product. But what happens, it's the process. It's about the journey, not really the destination. It's about enjoying the journey. It's about being present in the moment of whatever you're experiencing, like now, like we're talking, just enjoying the experience rather than the end result. And I feel when people do that, they can go through very powerful transitions in their lives. Mm. People focus too much on the outcome rather than the process. Yes, and I think part of that journey as well and part of enjoying that journey means that some of us do have to get better at embracing setbacks and failures, if we call it that, don't we? And being willing to learn from that because I think there is a tendency, especially in uh, British culture, to essentially shy away from failure, be afraid of failing and viewing it as terminal Whereas essentially it's more of a win or learn mentality that you need to adopt and where there are setbacks, 
embrace them, use them to better yourself and use them to help propel you on that road to success. Every single one of them is just another hurdle to get over until you sort of reach that end destination, as you say. Absolutely, yes. It's just take every every challenge as a learning. Like, how can I learn from this? How can I grow from this? What is this level require, requiring for me? Is it here to level me up? Am I going through this to elevate? Take it as learning, you know, and that's when integration happens. Integration happens when we learn from our challenges and we learn what we can do to move forward. Exactly right. And I think if this last couple of years has taught us anything, it's everything is a school, every day is a school day, isn't it? Because we've had to rewrite the rule book and the whole way that our businesses (laughs) operate at times. Exactly right. And um, I suppose those changes are going to be things that we continue to see manifesting well into the future because these solutions that have come about during the pandemic aren't just going to be one-time things it's there are going to be plenty of things such as remote working practices that are going to be with us from uh, now until um, very far into the future you would imagine and just switching focus to the future Layla just before we wrap things up on the uh, the program today um, I do want to talk about your ambitions for the next 12 months now that we're embracing this new year 2022 and as we hopefully emerge from the really acute phase of COVID and embrace the post-pandemic world, hopefully, what are you hoping to achieve yourself over the course of this next 12 months? I'm in a complete state of bliss. I want to continue my state of bliss for sure. Every day is a beautiful gift for me, a beautiful gift. Um, I have an opportunity to enhance people's lives. I want to continue to enhance people's lives, but not just their lives. I want to continue to enhance people's businesses. Um, I want to continue to expand um, my, my my purpose all over. And wherever I go, you know, leave a footprint of gold for people. But I just want to focus on growing, growing as a person, you know, better to me never stops. I can always find room for improvement and bliss. So as long as I'm living in my purpose, which I, I really am, I can continue to work with others and grow my business as well Mm. it's an absolutely wonderful perspective and it just shows doesn't it that we're never a finished article we're always in that constant state of flux constant state of development always learning and that is going to continue from now probably until the uh, the end of life i think it's fair to say and uh as you continue to embrace that um, over the course of the next year, Layla, I'd even relish the opportunity to welcome you back onto the show and just talk about how many more people that you've able been able to help um, in the time between our discussions because I've thoroughly enjoyed speaking to you today. It's been incredibly enlightening having you on the programme and I'm sure the listeners certainly share that sentiment as well. Oh, that's amazing. It's been, um, it's been amazing to to hold space with you and um, you know equally to you I feel that you you are inspiration and um, I, I'm, I'm thankful and I'm grateful for the opportunity thank you so much it's been our pleasure having you on the program Layla and by all means please do take care and stay safe with all that's still going on in the world as well thank you so much 
it was an immense pleasure welcoming holistic therapist Layla Mirza onto today's show. And I do hope that everybody tuning in thoroughly enjoyed the interview just as much as I did. Um, for everybody tuning in today and who may own their own business or organisation and feel you may have your own story to share with us here at the Leaders' Council, then by all means, we also want to hear from you. So why not also apply to be on the show via leaderscouncil.co.uk forward slash apply. Until next time to every single one of our regular listeners, please do take care and goodbye. <laughs>